Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two of the Flashpoint Paradox Adapt This, a DC Animated Universe podcast special event. I've decided right now we're calling it a special event. Anyways, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do so because we're just diving right back in to the conversation. If you did listen to the last episode and need a little bit of a refresher, here's what happened. Barry Allen, the Flash, wakes up at his desk and everything is topsy-turvy. Villains are heroes. Heroes are villains. Superman doesn't exist. Batman is Thomas Wayne because Bruce died on that infamous day and not his father. It's this whole crazy world that the Flash has woken up into. And he's really just trying to make heads or tails of the whole situation. And he doesn't have any powers. Wonder Woman's fighting Aquaman. Justice League doesn't really exist as we know it. Cyborg is America's greatest champion, greatest superhero. It's all just very interesting, really cool stuff. Again, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I am joined again by TV's Casey. So this is his technically second, but for you, third time being featured on this podcast, which is pretty amazing. Anyways, I won't hold you guys up. We're going to just throw on the dial, put that theme song up to an 11, and we're going to get right back into the conversation because I can't wait to hear what happens next, even though I already know what happens next, but. Any, anyways, here we go. Flashpoint, the Flashpoint Paradox. For the boy, we're in London. AKA New Themyscira. And we see Steve Trevor looking for a rendezvous, looking for an extraction. And you want to talk about an establishing moment for this version of Wonder Woman. Oh, man. Oh, boy. This was so much cooler in the movie, too, this scene, yes. in my opinion. Yeah. So he's looking for an out. He's got Amazons on hot on his tail. And. He's like fighting back. He manages to kill maybe one or two. Yeah, along, with along bullets. With bullets and firing from behind trying to get away. So not even really trying. Yeah. Just trying to get away. And then he runs into the lasso of truth. Like a booby trap. Like a booby trap. And um, Wonder Woman interrogates him. He's like, who are you? Who are you working for? It's revealed that he's working <laughs> for the resistance. Uh, and oh, But he's also for, able to resist the lasso. Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. Which is a nice little nod to the fact that this was her love interest. Her smooching buddy. Her smooching buddy pre-Flashpoint. Yep. Not Um, this time, though. Nope, not this time. No, now now he likes to hang around with her. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, she uh, once she gets all the answers she wants out of him, she lifts the the lasso up like a noose. Yep. And just, like, snaps his neck and that's That's it. it. In the movie... It's so much cooler because she pretty much does the same thing, right? Like she's yeah. getting all the information out of him. He doesn't really resist in the movie that much. No, but he they also do a bunch it. of like establishing shots of like his his feet just barely off the ground. Well, and- it's also like in the book, she's like hanging out on a ledge and that's how she hangs him. Yeah. In the movie, she has the noose around his neck. And then one of the Amazonians is just like, oh, can I take care of that for you? And she goes, no. And she slowly flies off the ground. Yeah. 
And then you slowly see his feet off the ground and you see like him struggle a little bit. And she says something like, you know, I, you know, a uh, queen should it's, serve her people. There's yeah, no job that's beneath me. Oh, it's so, and it like, it's this really like when you see, I remember very vividly, like you see how long she's trailing him for. Yeah. Like in terms of length of the last, she goes all the way off the top of the screen it's but so it's cool. it's in it's I, I mean obviously it's in real time but right. the they they stay on the frame yeah until she leaves it it's so dark it's so cool a lot of that the movie is pretty dark too yeah like they they definitely inserted and i think tastefully so like yeah. they it had an impact and it had a point not like i don't remember which one were does walking. the movie show the the decapitation or yes. is it okay yes it does okay I think I may have looked away for a hot second when I rewatched. Yeah, yeah, it's a blink and you miss it kind of thing, but it, <laughs> yeah. did, it did. Um, we're back at Wayne Manor, and Barry is trying to recreate the accident that gave him his su- uh, super speed. Guess like, what? Not a great idea. <laughs> I, I just love this whole scene because, like, Thomas Wayne is just sit- standing there, just like you probably shouldn't do this, and he's like, "No, it's fine." That's how I became the Flash for the first time, and he goes, "Yeah, but like." They say lightning never strikes the same place twice. And he goes, they say a lot of things. And yep. it's just like, it's like, no, no, Barry, really, though. <laughs> no, but like, for real, this probably isn't great. And he goes, we'll just pull the switch, he pulls just the switch. It. And it's an electric chair. It's yeah, it's an electric yeah. chair, <laughs> sort of like archaic electric chair. Not yeah. like a where did he even get one. it? Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Thomas Wayne probably had it somewhere. Yeah, it just in, in his back cave. You know what? I bet he used it for interrogation. Oh, my God knowing how this Batman is and some a fun fact about uh this Batman that you brought up Casey that I didn't even realize in the movie he uses guns yes he wields two pistols and in the book he does not use guns yeah and in most like official art and things like that in the video games and and such you see him with like holsters yeah on his utility belt and here it's not I mean he's willing to kill like very easily right but he does not use guns well yeah <laughs> We'll get to the end. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, too. But I feel like he in the... Well, we'll get to it when we get there. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get there. Um, they say a lot of things. <laughs> Lightning attracted to the electric chair. and Or is it, it's getting attracted near there. Not quite happening. Barry's like, come on. I'm right here. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> come on. We'll do anything for. Don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> and then the lightning finally does it. And it and fucking cooks him. It fucking... Oh, man, he is not in good shape. He is like third-degree burns all over his body. Batman puts him out with his cape. He's like, Jesus. Yeah. He's like, fuck. It's like, I may be a doctor, but oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yikes. Um, He looks closer to Mr. Negative at that point oh. than really anything else. Oh, no, Negative Man, you mean. Oh, Negative Man. Yeah, Negative Man. Sorry. Looks closer to Negative Man than anyone else. Issue number three, we're just uh, flying right through. We start off with... Also, there's a mo- a period of about a month here where everybody is just like, oh, Barry's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just dead. He's gone. He's dead. The cyborg, everyone's favorite character, is talking to Barack Obama, the president. Yeah. Which, oh, this is also the book that pushed uh, Cyborg to the top. It, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. which is you know unfortunate for me, but <laughs> I guess people who like Cyborg... Are really into it. I just—he's not the first person I would pick from the Titans to be in the big leagues. No, me neither. 
but I, I know why they did it, but I'm still just like, meh. I'm yeah. just not a fan of Cyborg. I think I think I'm not a fan of Cyborg for the same reason why I wasn't a fan. I'm not a fan of Captain America from the comics, at least from the early comics. Because okay. he didn't really have much of a personality it's until Brew Baker got his hands on him. In okay. my opinion. He was just kind of like the the Boy Scout, the leader, and that was it. Yeah. I, I also don't like Cyclops because he's maybe I just don't like leaders. Yeah. Is my thing. I think that's it. You don't that's like people it. who lead a team. <laughs> Anyways. We find out that Miss Element has been following him around and that Barack Obama has pretty much just said, you know what, Vic, thanks for all your work. This comic was made in 2011, so you're not going to get a Donald Trump parody president just yet. No, thankfully. Thankfully. I would really laugh if, not to get political, but if they just had Lex Luthor be the president again instead of actually depicting Trump. Instead of being a 10-year-old dog food. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Uh, Vic gets disavowed. Cyborg gets disavowed by the government. It's like they're just like, you know what? You're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't we even trip, dog. Plans. We, we got our own plans. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Cyborg's bummed. Miss Element is up to something. She's just stalking him as s- sexy purple dust. As yeah, I want to say yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Batcave, <laughs> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Thomas Wayne is trying to mummify or unmummify. He's unmummifying him. Uh, fucking Barry. And he, he looks so, there's blood everywhere. Oh, God. It's a horror show. It really, like, it's like, aren't you a doctor? Like, what's going on? <laughs> this is like the worst hack job I've ever seen. It's so bad. It's just like, it, I'm surprised that Barry survived. Not the accident, but the infection. The, the medical followed. treatment. The follow. medical treatment afterwards. And they even make a joke in the movie where it's just like, He's like, you should be dead. Yeah. And then Barry in the in, I mean, it's a bit later in the movie, but Barry's like, you have horrible bedside manner. Yeah. You're like, it's like, you're not a good doctor. Yeah. It's like, I, I would, I would definitely go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Barry is determined to try again. Yeah. He's like, let's it's like, like, let's go again. Let's go again. I want <laughs> superpowers. Let's do it again. And. Thomas Wayne is just like, what are you crazy? Like, come on, you gotta chill out. Like, like, forget. look, you broke my chair. Yeah, you, you broke. Jerk. You broke. I am. I am <laughs> it was now, an antique. I now have one piece of furniture in this whole place. Yeah, no tables, no chairs. Wait, before you came, I had three furnitures. <laughs> now I have none. Three whole furniture. Three. <laughs> uh, dumb. <laughs> Barry wants to get his speed back because um, he is determined to not lose his memories because he's certain to like get his older memories overwritten by the new memories. And uh, this world sucks, so and I totally understand. Is, well, it doesn't suck for everyone. We learned that like Jason Todd actually has it pretty easy because he just became a priest. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of like little, uh, little I don't want to say like Easter eggs, but little cameos. Rachel uh, Ghoul or Razal Ghoul? I think it's Rachel. He's Ra's a baby. Ghul. Is like a, he's like ten. He's a child, he's a little, little kid. We led little Raish. Beast Boy is actually um, feral kind of in, in prison. He's feral in prison by um, Grodd. Yeah, he, like he works with the apes. Grodd's the king of Africa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and kind of like we said, um, totally Guy absent Gardner. in this movie too. Oh, Grodd, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Guy Gardner is just like a chill Zen bartender like yeah. so there are some people that have gotten it pretty good in this um certainly not lois definitely has more of a life of excitement to go she along with her does. Uh, yeah 
she absolutely reporting. does. I mean, from a childhood on. Oh yeah. Which, like she and the in Superman's Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. I don't want to ruin any of that. These things pop up in time, people. They're so oh man. I but if you're trying to follow the chronological reading order that you yeah. might see advertised on websites. You don't uh, do that. Just don't do that. That's a big mistake. No. The I was I tried to do that. And then I read a post and I agreed with it where this guy was like, listen, read Flashpoint one through five and then read the offshoots. It will make way more sense and it'll be a lot more satisfying. Yeah, because they do all the reveals in in the main series. Yeah. And then you get to like really dive in deeper into like what those reveals actually mean and what this world actually looks like with the offshoots. Not all of them are well written. But you get definitely get to. I would say you. if you're if you're looking for an active recommendation for what parts to read, yeah, Wonder Woman and the Furies, mm-hmm. Emperor Aquaman, mm-hmm. Project Superman, mm-hmm. uh, Batman Night of Vengeance, is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah, my blue sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Frankenstein story is fun, but it really has no bearing on anything. Yeah. Uh, what else is good? You can skip. Let's see. I'm just gonna take a look at the list. Citizen yeah, yeah. Cold is fun. Oh yeah, it's it's always fun to see like that kind of stuff happen. Yeah, uh, the Booster Gold story I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, but I just I mean we love Booster Gold we on this. I don't know Booster if Gold, you man. like it, Greg. Oh, I love it. I love Booster Gold personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like um, Booster Seats personally. That's oh, where I got my name from. Booster Seats. Booster Seats. Yeah, I get you. Rocket Boosters as well. Yeah. Um, I'm also fond of booster seats with rocket boosters on them. Okay. And booster clubs as well. Booster clubs. Rocket bats from Fallout. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's really it. Um yeah. but you know, there's there's Secret 7, there's The Outsider, there's Hal Jordan, there's Avin Sir, there's uh yeah. Dead Man in the Flying Graysons. Like they there are so many books. Legion of Doom, which mm-hmm. is like not even about the Legion of Doom. It's about fucking heat wave. It's crazy. It's yeah. And yeah. you know, if you're really invested in the world and you're like, oh, okay, this reality is super cool, I want to read more, be my guest. But if you're just like, I want this to resolve and I want the requisite amount of backstory, yeah. Uh stick with the big leagues. I, I would say the the biggest mistake that they made when they were adapting this story was the fact that they made it a movie. And not like a series. Really? Like, this would have been way cooler. Imagine like um like an anthology series in this world. <laughs> Flash really enter cool. the flashpoint. Like it would just be cool. like especially at the I mean, way back when this book came out, obviously the DC Universe streaming app and service was not a thing, but did imagine not exist. if they did it now. Like yeah. you could have a whole you could have a whole show just of this. Yeah. And it would be like a season and that's all you need and that's it. And it just becomes exclusive with your, you hear this DC universe, you hear these ideas I'm giving you. It's too ambitious, man. They're focusing on doing crisis as of this recording. I know. And that's also very ambitious, but still. Yeah. yeah. But that's not even um, the, that's just the CW stuff. That's not yeah. the DC universe app necessarily. Anyways, Barry gets another seizure, another flashpoint seizure. And his memories start getting overwritten. We see that Abin Sir has become kind of like the uh, liaison between Earth and the Green Lantern Corps. Yep. We see Barry is shoveling down waffles or pancakes, yeah. something, with his mom. And 
we see that there's a bridge that leads to nowhere and no one remembers why. Yep. Although if you only read issues one through five, you never really know why no one remembers why that bridge is there. Yep. But it's, I mean, you, you're led to believe that it's a remnant. It's a somewhat was. significant bridge. What bridge is that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, we're back and it's really funny how easily Barry, Barry can manipulate Thomas by just saying like, I have to do this again. And Thomas is like, you're not doing that again. He goes like, I do it again or I'm going to forget Bruce. And he's like, well, why didn't you say yeah, so? Yeah, it's just like, don't forget my boy. <laughs> don't forget my boy. Get back into the furniture, the chair that is like, it's just rubble. <laughs> and he's like, all right, strap you back in. Happens yeah. again. And what I really like about the scene in the movie that we don't get here. It's in slow is, motion. It's in slow motion, but right before it, Thomas takes out a flask. Yeah. And he starts to drink. He's like, fuck it. This guy's going to yeah. die, and I'm going to watch he, him. I might he, as well have a drink. I think he gets a lot more character in the animated version. You're right. He like, does. here, he he has this little speech where he's like, you know, this world doesn't matter if you're going to, you know, undo the timeline anyway. Like, yeah. why do we need to save the world also? And, you know... Barry being a superhero is obviously going to be like, oh, of course we have to save the world. Like lives are still lives, even if the reality is going to be undone. Like, what if we, what if we can't fix it? Yeah. Um. But he's just like, fuck it. Like the the world is already a terrible place. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like I've just, I would just like to kill some criminals, which is the only thing that gives my life value. Yes. You know, but it, there's a lot more nuance here where it's just like he, you can feel the emotion in his voice. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, Barry stops Batman from impaling himself. Yeah. They get blasted off the roof. It's crazy. And I I do really like the slow motion that happens in the movie where you see like the raindrops like just stop in midair and he's like figuring it all out and he he gets sneaks his way out of the the chair. Yeah. I really like that. That I really like the the whole flask thing because oh, where he catches it and he, and he hands it to him. So like Barry is so fast again that not only does he have time to rescue Thomas from an impending impalement, but he also has time to get him his flask. Yeah, presumably before he saves him from the impalement, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, where <laughs> Barry says, "I told you I was fast." Yeah, and then we see Thomas looking very shocked. Yeah, he's like, "Whoa, whoa." Whoa, you were right. You were right all along. You were right all along. You're not just some crazy asshole making up weird (laughs) stories about my (laughs) That I can punch whenever I want. Yeah. Lois Lane is underneath all this rubble. She's in the the London subway system, essentially, in in New Themyscira. Yeah. Hanging out with Manchester Black's sister. Really? Yeah, Penny Black. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, she there's, meets up. Li- there's a bunch of little things, but it ends up like not mattering yeah. <laughs> at all. But I mean, again, like it's all fan service. Yeah. Right. Um, she meets up with the resistance and the resistance is Grifter, the demon Etrigan, Miss Hyde, Lady Godiva and the Canterbury Cricket. Who got his own one shot completely undeserved. Yes, but he's, he is a cool looking character. Yeah. Um, his uh his origin is that he's some kind of douche bro, like the kind of person who like pees on subway cars. Yeah. That kind of asshole. Uh and he was in an explosion and had kind of a religious epiphany and now he's a giant human cricket, cricket I guess. Yep, that's the thing. 
I like in the movie when Lois first, first sees everyone because um, in the movie, she's surrounded by the Amazonians. Yep. And and she's a- saved by Aobar. Reverse Flash. Yeah. yeah. But it's like right change. before the Resistance shows up. So she's kind of like thinks she's one of them, but he's not. But we don't know it's Aobard yet. Right. It's we, some yellow. It's a yellow smear. Right. And the beginning of the movie is way different, too. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get to see the Justice League scene. in the present. Yeah. So we see Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Um, I think this is the second time that I can think of where Nathan Fillion is voicing Hal Jordan. Yep. And he will voice him in Justice League Doom. Which right. So is this is like this the movie. the pre-New 52 stuff. Right. Which is actually, it makes sense that after this movie is when they started getting a more consistent voice cast for the Justice League. Because it's pretty much almost always now, Jerry O'Connell's going to be Superman. It's Tim Daly's son. In this one, it is. Yes, it's Sam Daly in this yeah. one. But after afterwards is what I'm talking about. And he right. also had Kevin Conroy resu- resuming his role as Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah. As he doesn't. Always. He doesn't do a lot. He's got maybe four lines. Yeah, yeah, but it's still him, which is pretty neat. Yeah, the, the uh, beginning is this whole action scene with um, the rogues, and it's how it's revealed that Eobard really organized them all, and they had this really cool moment where the Flash uses his powers in an unconventional way and, and wins. Yep. And there's there's actually, bombs. It's a it's a cool scene that I like how know. everyone diffused their own bombs too, because like Eobard put bombs on all of the rogues, so each of the members of the Justice League had to do is take their rogue somewhere else fly him away from the it. museum and diffuse the bomb so you have a uh, wonder woman what did she a oh, wonder woman took uh, captain cold's gun and froze the bomb ripped it off and threw it up as high high as she could and exploded yep batman or green lantern took batman and their rogue i don't remember who it was into space and diffused the bomb and then just dropped it and exploded in space yep um Aquaman put his rogue. I think he had the top. He had the top. Yeah. Put it, put the top in water and had millions of microbes just eat the bomb. Yep. Cyborg just cut it open. Cyborg just was lame his, and hacked it. Yep, he's he lame. It. And, and Superman, Superman has the best one. <laughs> he covers one. it with his hands and he <laughs> waves so like, sad. are you serious? Like, that's not going to work. He, he and he's just like wave and he goes, the worst part is waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking farm boy. I love it. The best part, too, like, because it is Tim Daly's son, Sam Daly, it kind of sounds like Tim Daly, but just a little different. Yeah. And for a minute, I was like, is that George Newbern? I was like, so I had to look it up because I, I recognized Kevin Conroy, obviously. I was like, are they getting yeah. like the voice cast? And I was like, oh, it's his son. That's really cool. And I remember they did um, that short. Do you remember this? Where they are introducing um, uh, was Sam Daly into like the League of Supermen. So people who have played Superman. Oh, no, I don't think I've seen that. And it's a super little short online. It's really dumb. It's um, Brandon Routh, Tim Daly. Is that the one where t- where it's like the things where like Tim Daly and Nathan Fillion are laying in bed together and they're like pretending to be superheroes? No, it wasn't Nathan Fillion. It was only people who've played Superman. Okay. And they were all just like they have their own club. So if you've ever played Superman, you can join was, the club. Was Dean Cain there? He was there. Oh, my God. It was really funny. You should look that up. Fucking it was really cool. Dean Cain. Um. And we didn't really talk about the voice cast too, too much other than Thomas Wayne, but you do have Michael B. Jordan playing Cyborg in this. Yeah. Which is a big name. And I think it was right before he got big, big, too. Um, you have um, I mean, it's, it's before Fant Forstick. Yeah, even. it was. 
Yeah. I think it was after before Chronicle, Creed. but before Fan Force. And before Creed. Before Creed, yep. But yeah, this he is definitely old. was this doing TV and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's a great voice cast that they assembled for it. Like, yeah. I don't really have any complaints, except for the fact that um, Clancy Brown did not voice Lex Luthor. Yeah, but, I mean, he's only in it for, like, two seconds. It's actually yeah. st- it's Steve Blum. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I recognize, yeah. I recognize that voice anyway. That's Here's one maybe anyway. you didn't know, unless yeah. you read the credits in preparation for this, like, a true podcasting professional. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. You got to tell uh, me who it was. Carrie Ells as yeah, Aquaman. I yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they should have just had him say, as you wish. As you wish. <laughs> Barry's, um, we're back to the Batcave. Barry is pretty much almost healed at this point. He, this, this is a big difference from the movie as well. Thomas Wayne is like, well, here's your suit. And fucking um, Barry just gives him this look. That's just like a, like a spoiled kid. Like, I'm not wearing that I'm suit. I'm not wearing, are you nuts? <laughs> and he goes, what? It's, fr- it's friction proof and I'm not giving you one of mine. So that's what you got. <laughs> yeah. In the book. He just builds a new one based off of the materials that are in the bat cave. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, there's there's enough stuff here where I could just make a new one. In the movie, he makes a dig where it's like, well, it'd be too much work to build a new one. So I'm just going to change the colors. Yeah, he just shakes it (laughs) until it turns red and then it's red and then he's okay. Yep. Um, This one is a little bit different from what is classic one looks like just a little bit, but there's not much of a difference, to be honest. I I didn't even I didn't even notice it. The boots are a little thicker. Things like that. It's not okay. too crazy. Um, I think they wanted to make it look different enough, but not 100% the same. Yeah. I mean, he does get a new costume at the end of the movie, and that is obvious. Unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> speed lines. Ugh. How else will you know he moves fast if his costume doesn't have speed lines? Flash um, realizes that Aobard is really up to this whole thing, or he's already known that, so he needs to... He comes up with the idea that something in time has changed and he has got to change it back. He doesn't know what it is yet. And it'd take too much effort to figure out what it was in the, and so he, he needs his cosmic treadmill. Yeah. In, in the movie, it's different. It's because Eobard has a presence. He's sharing the speed force. So he can't get fat. Every time Barry gets fast enough to time travel, Eobard just like pretty much trips him. Does the yeah. version of speed force tripping? Pretty, yeah. Or, or he'll like down. run. He'll like run in place. Like he'll do the running man at super speed. Just so <laughs> Barry can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, in the comic, they go to the, they go to a stu- like, listen, the speed force is already kind of an annoyingly complicated concept for yeah. something that's just supposed to explain away. Oh, why doesn't Flash breathe in the entirety of Earth's atmosphere because of how much respirating he's doing? Or, you know, all the like, how does he not set himself on fire? Like, just by moving that fast? Like, how can he see or hear when he moves faster than the speed of light or the speed of sound? Like, all the physics catch alls is explained with, oh, speed force. Speed force. It's like, but what about no speed force? force. Yeah, but uh, speed Speed force. force. Professor Zoom has the negative speed force, which is stupid. It's really dumb. No, no. It's negative stupid. It's Yes, it's negative stupid. <laughs> I mean, just like, obviously, just make him tap into the same thing. He doesn't have to have a separate power source for it, his speed. This is actually one of the things that the show, I thought, did it made it made more sense that he had a negative speed force where they say in the show, and I know this is not canon for what we're talking about, but in right. the show, if someone time travels, the Flash can feel it through the speed force, but he can't feel anything through the negative speed force. So that's why Aobard always uses the negative one, because he can just do whatever he wants, and Barry's none the wiser. I think I've just... I feel dumber 
just having heard yeah. that out but, loud. But it's just better than, oh, I just have this because I'm the reverse of you. Right. So it is what it is. But anyways, he has the negative speed force. Um, whenever Barry tries to time travel, he's just like, nope, you're not going anywhere. You're stuck <laughs> nice here. Nice try, that's dick. The movie. <laughs> you want to try it again? <laughs> he's, yeah, listen, he's a real... He's a real piece of shit in both versions. I think the movie one gets a little more credit because he'll like be sipping a cup of coffee and just be like, oh, I'm sorry, Barry. Are you trying to run fast? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, well, I was just over here doing nothing except the, fucking up your entire day. The movie version is so much like smarmier. Oh, he's too. awful. <laughs> he's so bad. I love he's him He's awful so much. in the he's best so way. Bad. He's so oh man. Yes. Um. Pretty Barry's pretty much trying to do a Google search for all of the superheroes that he needs. He tries to look for Superman, and no one's ever heard of Superman. Yeah, except he's like, except. but wait, didn't something crash in Metropolis thirty years ago? Well, so didn't something crash to Earth thirty years ago? They go, yeah, something crashed in Metropolis, and it nuked the whole fucking city, killed thirty thousand people. And he's like, Superman, Superman. So in this world, what we learn is that the rocket the superman's rocket never the kents never found it never crash landed in kansas it crash landed in metropolis with the worst impact of all yeah the u.s government found superman as a baby and pretty much experimented on him as a way to kind of make their own hero their own weapon right they realized they couldn't control him so what they did was they cut him off from any they realized that sunlight was his as a power source, so they pretty much buried him deep, deep, deep with red sunlight simulation and left him there to rot. And I'm pretty sure they didn't feed him either. Because yeah, he's very skinny. <laughs> he's like a skeleton, and he looks worse in the movie than he does in, in the, the mo- Yeah, in the comic, he's not... He doesn't appear to be that tall because he looks just totally stunted. Right. Um, In the movie, he's as tall as he should be, but he's only about 70 pounds. Well, like, the thing with like the art style in the movie, too, as I noticed, is everyone has an extra set of abs that shouldn't be there. You mean like an eight-pack? They have an eight-pack instead of the normal six-pack. And it. where that eight-pack would be up top, it's just blank space. Yeah. It's very... So like everyone's pretty much taller than they should be anyways. They got long it, torsos. It just really adds to like the fact. And they definitely cheaped out on the animation. At, at the at the this. end of the film, when Barry's running and they sub in the three D CGI Barry, that was horrible. Yeah, it's look it looks terrible, and it's just kind of like, did you could you really not finish this? Like you make one walk cycle and you repeat it. How yeah. how hard could it's, it be? It's not hard. Or you don't even have to do that. Just cheap out and just like get arms moving, and then do what they do in comic books and have multiple Barrys behind them. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. Some of the, the choices with the art style and, and the animation was questionable. Overall, the, the final fight scene animation, I imagine, is where all their budgeting went. Yeah. Because it absolutely. looks great and it's better than the comic, too. Absolutely. But yeah, Superman is an emaciated little sh- shrimpy wimp mm-hmm. um, who has zero social interaction with people. Yeah. He's kind of he's actually kind of scary if he didn't have his his big stupid doe eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to think about, like, this being, like, a real-world scenario, there's no way that Superman would do what he did in this book. No. No way. But anyway, so essentially... That's why it's an alternate universe where Wonder Woman's a Nazi and Aquaman's a dictator. Other way around. Well, I mean, she has concentration camps. 
That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, the Flash, who's now is in costume, fully healed it with power, and Batman go to Cyborg. Uh, Barry makes a comment of, oh, you're bigger. And Cyborg's like, do I know you? And Batman's like, no, he's new. He's new. Power, super speed, name, Flash. Let's yeah. move on. Here's the rundown, government Here's boy. Here's the rundown. <laughs> Shut up now. Let's do my thing. <laughs> so um, Batman agrees to join, finally join Cyborg's suicide squad, so to speak, as he puts it in the movie. The Cyborg Brigade. That is, there's no alliteration with Suicide Brigade. No, it's Cyborg Brigade. It's the, there's it's, definitely no alliteration. It's with on the Borg. Brigade. It's the it's, it's the Borg Brigade. The Borg Brigade. There you go. He he agrees to be the tactician if Cyborg agrees to break them into this facility to get what they need, not knowing that it's Superman. You now know it's Superman. Yep. And by the way, Batman is super smart on this because he's like, after this, there isn't going to be anything. Barry's plan is to go back in time and make sure this never happens. Right. So he's like, yeah, well, I'll do whatever you want. Because this care. is not a parallel Earth. It's a... This is the Earth. Earth this, is transformed. It's it's completely... Yeah, this one event that we don't know what it is yet transformed the Earth in such a way that it's unrecognizable. Again, we are assuming Earth. Professor Zoom did this with some time travel fuckery. Right. They break into the facility. They see Subject 2, which is the skeleton of crypto. Rest yep. in peace, old friend. Uh, we learn in the Project S which is a super project Superman book that the Luthors, Lionel Luther and Lex Luthor were visiting this facility to go see subject one, which was Superman. Yep. Um, and subject zero, which is crazy. Like, I don't even, he's, he doesn't have like, were you ever a kid who, when you pretended to be a superhero, kept making up new powers as you played? That's him. Essentially. That's him. Except you also batshit crazy as a kid and didn't yeah. follow any of the rules. He looks like he, lo- he also looks like Raditz from Dragon Ball. He does like the when I was reading, I remember this vaguely when I read it like way back when. And I, and I thought he had turned into Doomsday at one point, but it turns out they just used Doomsday's cells to like give him his powers. Yeah. Oh, because you mean subject six subject six. Yeah. So anyways, uh, crypto, as we told you before, is in turned almost feral by subject zero yep. and attacks Lex kills Lex as a child. And then immediately the U S government kills crypto. So they're just using his bones for, I don't know. They have like a, a yellow light on it. So I'm wondering if they're trying to regrow him and it's just not working. Yeah. You would pass and there's this giant vault door with the Superman S on it and two guards. I'm going to call them tag and bink guarding it because they're pretty <laughs> much taken out immediately. They're by- those two guys. Barry takes him out, Cyborg cracks in, and then we see that, like, in a Hannibal Lecter-esque cell with one less furniture than Thomas Wayne had. <laughs> Zero furnitures. He has three furnitures. In the book, he has three furnitures. It's a small cell. It's a padded cell. And he's surrounded by red sun, so he doesn't have any powers. Like I said, super skinny, like, just really kind of creepy looking. Did you ever watch Beast Wars, Casey? Yeah. Do you remember the one with that malformed no, Transformer? No, I don't remember it. That's the only yes, episode I've blocked entirely out of my memory. <laughs> this is what he kind of looks like to me. Ugh. This is what he kind of reminds me of. Anyways, in the movie, it's this huge cell with nothing in it, and Superman is cowering in the corner. It's a pretty big difference for me. He's just like, friends? In both instances, Thomas Wayne is like, this guy, for real? Yeah. This guy's going to help us? And Barry, of course, is like, yeah, no, totally. 
Yeah, it's Superman. What are you talking about? They break out. Um, they're met with much force. And when they break out, it's turning uh, dawn. The sun's just coming up. Superman's first time ever seeing the sun. And he just takes off and flies away. Yeah. He, he In the book, he he blasts one gun so that, like no one he can't shoot and it just like dips out pretty much yeah in the book it's a much more of a fight yeah and superman does a lot more at this point well i like, mean he's also he he like cuts a ton of people in half in the movie he cuts them in half he disintegrates them yeah he, he doesn't have any control over his power yeah he's like cyclops with his optic blast it's like oh i have to close my eyes yeah well, that's Barry. I think Barry yelled, close your eyes. Yeah. Oh, Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. And he did. And then he he flies off, too. What we learn in the book is he flies off to go find Lois. Well, he flies off to, like, go fight that Subject Zero and then finds Lois. Yeah. That's pretty much what happens. Meanwhile, in Fawcett City, all of the uh, Thunder t- kids, I'll call them, I guess. The Thunder uh, Youths. The Thunderlings. The Thunderlings. I like that. The Thunderlings. <laughs> Um, are kind of debating, like, what are they going to do? Are they just going to sit around and watch the world die? Like, they, they have very vivid memories of what happened the last time they tried to help. And they're not really feeling it. We see Hal Jordan for the first time. Yeah, and he's, you know, doing his Hal Jordan pilot thing. Mm-hmm. A much, much more prominent in the book, in the movie. He's got a whole thing in the movie. Where, again, in the movie, Abin Sur isn't a thing. Yeah. He's like just he, a guy he, in a test tube. He's a guy. He's a guy in a tube. So they have this really cool moment where they bring Hal Jordan in. They're, gonna, they're like, you're going to fly this uh, alien ship. It was Abin Sur's old ship. And they kind of mentioned this thing where like, yeah, there's this ring that like took off into space. And we don't know what that was about. But he said like the last words he spoke were in English. And he said, what did, what did he say? It was part of the Green Lantern Oath. <laughs> you wear my power. Wear my power. Yeah. Which Hal in the in the movie says right before he kamikaze dives towards Aquaman's submarine and gets, gets eaten <laughs> eaten by a uh, ocean monster and ocean it's all man. for nothing take me by the hand eat my Hal Jordan <laughs> <laughs> the weapon that's going to take down the Atlanteans is supplied by Queen Industries and it's called the Green Arrow yep there, there's your green arrow. Ollie, Ollie has made a living off of stealing supervillain technology and co-opting it for the American government. Classic Ollie. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he super sucks. In his um, in his comic, I'm pretty sure that he accidentally kills one of his many illegitimate offspring. He's just a real yeah piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, we're back. We're back at the uh, outside of the Metropolis hidden government base. Miss Element reveals herself and saves the day. She's like, sorry if my breath smells like chalk. I'm really cute, I promise. Uh, Barry gets a little flashpoint seizure again. Yep. And more memories start to... Uh, it's getting real collapse. bad where, like, Thomas Wayne is like, Jesus. Like, we better, we better fix this damn thing. They end up going to Fawcett City where they see the Thunderlings. And they're just like... The Thunder Bunch. The, the Thunder, Thunder Bunch. Bunch. The Thunder Buddies. The, the Thunder Buddies. <laughs> I love it. Batman's pretty much like, cool, I'm down. Let's let's do our thing. Yeah. Right. 
And they kind of skip over this in the comic, but I thought this was so stupid. I have to talk about it. Yeah, go for it. Where, you know, they try to do the rousing speech, but, you know, they're like, they're like, hey, you know, this is what family's really all about is like being together. And remember, if the world ends, there won't be any more pizza night. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, that was stupid. I don't like, remember that. It's really dumb. They brought Barry, who's almost dead, to the Thunder Bunch, the Thunder Buddies, the Thunderlings, because Captain Thunder does use Thunder and Lightning as part of like the magic. So it's kind of like almost like jumping a car battery. Right. The they do a weird explanation in the comic where it's like, hey, didn't you help Sandman get his memory yeah. back with your magic lightning? And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, why are we doing this? It's really weird. And then what you see is a little bit of, of a difference now where some of the memories from the original Earth are imparted onto Billy. Yeah. So he, he sees kind of like what the how things were and how they don't. Remember when Captain, Captain Marvel was fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how Captain Marvel wasn't like one six kids turning into one adult. They, yeah. they all had their own powers and there's only three of them. The world's almost over. Um we find out that Hal Jordan died. We see it in the movie. We don't see it here. Barry barely gives him a mention. Like he sees him on TV and he's just like, "Oh, it's Hal." Yeah. That's like, my wait, friend Hal's Hal. dead. He's going to go. Dead? Yeah. Poor Halbert Jordan. Poor Halbert. Batman yells at Barry in the kitchen. <laughs> For no reason. I mean, I'm just there's a reason, but, you know. Yeah. It's the, it's just kind of filler at this point. It's they they're kind of padding it out. I feel like this could have been done in four issues. Yeah, definitely. Just they have so many tie-ins. Like that's the art of the tie-in is that you give it, you give your crossover series supplementary material that enhances the main story. Yeah, and you know, say what you will about something like Marvel Comics Civil War, which mm-hmm. is a kind of a mixed bag of a crossover in terms of quality. Sure, the, the side books are what really made it. Like I never yeah. would have found Captain America's or Iron Man's stance believable if I didn't read it in their from their own perspective in their own titles. Oh right, yeah, sure. You know stuff like that. You know, get to see how the Avengers really feel. The uh, you know, Avengers the Initiative teams. was a really good read. Yeah, and that was a, that, that was, was a good cool. follow up. There yeah. was no the the follow up to this is oh hey you've got a new universe and things are <laughs> different and but not but all are, but everything are. with Green Lantern and Batman is the same but it's just it all happened within five years. Yeah. Like they've only like Batman's only been Batman for five years, but he's had six Robins. That's not a good track record. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, everyone flies off to New Themyscira, and they which are is plunged. in Julia, London. Yeah, and they are <laughs> plunged deep into the war. So now I think it's an important time to really talk about how this war uh, started between Themyscira and Atlantis. Yeah. So it's very Shakespearean in a way. Yeah. So essentially you have a treaty going between these two mythological um, countries. Like essentially you have Atlantis and Themyscira just be almost like an arranged marriage. It felt like exactly. That's exactly what it is. But like not because he's also in love. He was married to Mara. He's got a concu. She's his concubine. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. So Wonder, Wonder Woman Diana. makes a very clear reference to it where she's like, yeah, I know we're getting married, but I guess you got this fucking side piece. Yeah, that's great. That makes me feel so good about myself. I mean, when your name's Wonder Woman, I would imagine you wouldn't have many. I, how could you ever? How could another woman ever compare? I mean, she's a redhead. She's a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so 
you have uh, Aquaman marrying Princess Diana, Wonder Woman, <laughs> just to like make this world peace and have this great nation and spoilers and surprise. Somebody gets assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's uh, Aquaman secretly in love with Mara is kind of just like having hot sex with Wonder Woman anyways. Yeah. And married all of you. No one likes this scenario. It's whatsoever. yeah. It's it's really super not good. Ocean Master and Wonder Woman's aunt do not like this at all, and so they arrange for who was it? Garth Hippo- to die? No, they Aqualad? kill they kill Hippolyta. That's right, and they frame it on. They Garth. frame it on Garth. They manipulate Wonder Woman to kill to decapitate Mera. Cuts her head right off and then cuts her head right shakes, off. They make shakes look, the head out of the helmet and then puts the helmet on. They make it look like Mera is like gearing up to attack, but she's not. It was really Ocean Master manipulating the water, if I yep. remember correctly. And so. also there's other political intrigue that they cut out uh, in the movie, which mm-hmm. is Geoforce and yes. uh, Markovia it has a has a role in the you know and, and also black adam and kandak and you know all yeah, the yeah. other fun fictional nations that dc has yeah um and they turn him into a living earthquake machine this is what's really cool the amazonians get terra first right because they're t- they have all the girl super like the women super people right so they're like we don't want to drown so they just have terra raise new themiscara like higher than it should be so yep. they can't get the water that high and Aquaman goes, well, I'm just going to get your brother and I'm going to knock it all <laughs> down. I'm going to knock it down. <laughs> we Atlanteans invented Jenga, you dumbass. <laughs> In the movie, it's different because they don't mention any of this. So they still need a giant nuke or some kind of giant thing to go off. And who better of a nuke than Captain, Captain Adam? Captain Adam. Yeah. In the book, Captain Adam is a not Captain Adam. He's just Nathaniel Adam. And he's, and he's old. A, he's a crusty old general. Yep. That hates General Lane. By the way, General Lane in, in this world of Flashpoint, not that bad of a dude. No, I don't think he's a bad dude in the comic. I always thought he was kind of a dick. Yeah. But like, especially in like Project S, they make him seem to be a monster because you're looking at it all through Project Zero's eyes. Right. So like the whole thing with Project Zero is he was just a guy and they experimented on him and he got more and more powerful. They promised him the world. They're like, dude, you're going to be the world's greatest hero. You're going to have every superpower ever. He and then stopped when- looking human-ish and started looking more like I don't know, All Might? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blanca, kind of. He's got a big a big role of inhumanly spiky hair. Yeah, and he gets huge, too. Yeah, he's like eight. He's like 10 feet tall. Yeah, and they just stop liking him, and they he stops telling them what powers he has, so he's just eavesdropping on everyone, yep. essentially. Locked in a basement. And he's going crazy. And so he manipulates Superman as a young child to like do all this stuff so that you know he can try to get free. 30 years later. 30 years later. So when we first see General Lane, he's like abandoning this guy who signed up and he's like, stop showing up and he's talking trash behind his back. And then you see General Lane with Superman and you're just kind of like, oh, he's trying to treat him as a son he never had and trying to like get him to be good. And he's they try to do the negative reinforcement and he's trying to explain why it's happening yeah, like, and things like, like that. Yeah, you can't play with your dog today, Clark, because yeah, uh, you didn't do the thing I asked you to do. You suck. Do the thing. <laughs> you can, you know, do what I ask and you can do the thing. Anyways, that's the world we live in. This is this is why Themyscira and Atlantis are tearing this world asunder. Yeah, it's everything fell through, and they're just married. They're, they're they're it feels like they're almost like jaded lovers. Yes, which they are, yes. but it's it's more complicated than that. But it, they don't really try and 
reconcile it at all. Well, they don't want to, I don't think, either. Yeah. Because, like, they don't want to be married to each other, really. No. One of the badass things that Wonder Woman does, which we didn't talk about yet, is she wears Mera's helmet. Yes. Which is fucked up. Yeah. I don't care how, because it's not as a trophy. It's not meant as a trophy. It's like as a warning or something. I think yeah, she, she does. He's yeah. He's like how like how dare you like wear it as a as a symbol of your conquest? And she's like, yeah. it's not that. It's a warning. And I'm just like, oh, the the helmet looks a lot different in the movie than in the in the comic. Yeah, I like it's, the comic one. It's like a it's like a Scarlet Witch sort of. It frames her face yeah. and isn't really a helmet. In the movie, yeah. And yeah. in the book, it's a straight helmet. Yeah. It's like a Roman like legionnaire helmet. Yeah. It looks badass. Yeah. The Suicide Squad shows up. And by that, I mean Cyborg Suicide. The, yeah. What do we call it? The Borg Bunch? The Borg Bunch. The, the Borg Bunch shows up. The Borg Brigade shows the up. The Borg Brigade. And Stupid. I guess to make a long story short, everyone dies because Enchantress betrayed them. Yep. So this is a big thing. This is a big thing. This is a thing that's different from the book than the movie. In the book, one woman does not know that Captain Thunder is actually six kids combined. With their powers combined, they make Captain Thunder. Yep. She doesn't know that. It's when Enchantress uses her magic to separate them that she's like, oh, you're kids? She takes Billy and kills him. Yep. In the movie, they're all kind of like, they're fighting. Like, one woman, Aquaman, everyone has been fighting. Um, she gets him in the lasso. She well, so what happens before that though is the six kids surround her and then say Shazam and turn into Captain Thunder. So she sees that they're kids and then that they're uh, they turn they use this word and they turn into Captain Thunder. So then she gets him in the lasso and says, Where's your magic come from? Where's your powers come from? He says, We've come from a single word incantation. She says, What is that word? He says it zaps her away, separates the kids, she takes Billy and stabs him a couple of times a couple of times there's a few stabbing noises which is really it's fucked it's fucked (laughs) so fucked there's a lot in this in this story that's really messed up yeah well when everybody has to end up dead man that's what's gonna happen a couple other things happen as well i can they're in the movie they're escaping me right now there's a there's more deaths that well the 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 movie you get to you actually get to see comes back in the movie yeah he comes back but you get to you actually get to see a full fight scene um that's right in the comic it gets cut off when when barry and zoom start fighting or you know barry realizes like what he actually has to do to save the day yeah and whatnot like he he just he like basically abandoned ship in the middle of the climax while the earthquake machine is going off and whatnot Mm. and like the big nuke goes off in this movie but not after superman comes back aquaman gets his arm cut off like Mm -hmm. it's a whole it's a whole thing not just cut off but like seared off by superman's heat vision he lasers it off yeah and there's this whole big thing about being friends and things like that like everyone at this point, everyone's pretty. Yeah, Aquaman's going to rip the heart right out of Cyborg's chest, yeah. like while it's still beating, and he's like, it's, "This will make a your metal skull will make a wonderful trophy in my throne room." I'm like, dude, it's so cool. What the hell? <laughs> I normally don't like like the clean cut, like looking Aquaman, but this one is just crazy. He's all menace, baby. He's absolutely nuts. Like he's he's not even sorry about any of it. No, he's a king. Uh, he's doing what he's got to do. We get the big reveal of. Aobard going like, look what you did, Barry. Hey, Barry. With a big old smirk you on his face. fucked up. Hey, remember me? It's your best friend, Aobard Thon. It's me, your number one fan. So we're in the final issue now. Yep. And we're going to go ahead and dive in, because this is a special two-part episode. Yes. We're going to dive into another 
healthy heaping of adapt beast roleplay theater. Alright, so we have in this scene it's gonna be Aobarthon, aka the reverse flash, aka Professor Zoom, taunting the flash. Who do you want to be? I will be Professor Zoom. Okay, then I'll go ahead. I'm gonna be fly- all right. I'll, I'll continue with you. My will continue to be Barry. It's consistency Barry. with this show. Consistency is key. Fair. Okay, <laughs> we have Aobarthon, kind of like with his hands on his waist, standing over a beaten and broken. He flash. slapped him around a whole bunch. A whole bunch. Hey, Barry. It's taking you longer to get up to speed than I would have guessed, <laughs> physically and mentally. Thon. Yes, Barry, I'm here. Yes, Barry. Here in this hell of a world. A world being torn apart by your friends. And then we have Miss Element saying... Stay behind me, kids. And then, who's that, Mary? Yeah. Mary Marvel saying... Billy! That's what Mary Marvel sounds like. He's super dead. Super dead. He's He's a dead. dead child. What did you do to the world? What did I do? Oh, Barry, my idol, my inspiration. That's the beauty in all of this madness. I didn't do anything. Not a thing. You see, as it turns out, you're the villain today. And the realization on Barry's face is like, what is he talking about? (laughs) His eyes are like, what? You're a more dangerous enemy to yourself than I could ever hope to be. But you forgot what you did, didn't you? I want you to remember, Barry. I want you to know the truth. And I can do that by resetting your internal vibrations. Though it will be extremely painful. Lucky me! And he vibrates his hand into his brain. And then we kind of see this this whole medley of just what happened. Do you remember, Barry? You were at your mother's grave on her birthday, her first birthday since you learned I was responsible for her murder. And a life of gnawing emptiness finally pushed you over the edge to a place you swore you'd never go. To the past. To the day your mother died. Do you remember? You found me. And in that instant, you pulled the entire speed force into you to stop me. To stop me from killing your mother. You were like a bullet through a windshield. You shattered history. The lives of the closest people to you were put on a broken path. You changed time like an amateur. This is your fault, Barry. This hell is your creation. You traded the life of your mother for the rest of the world. Do you remember? Yes. Yes, dude. So in the, in like, they do kind of say in the book, I forgot about this, mm-hmm. but you brought up the point earlier. And a lot of people might be thinking like, wait, Barry was what? Eight or nine years old when his mother died. Yep. Superman is already on earth. Yep. The Waynes are probably already dead at this point. Yep. How did this all happen? Like how did this like ripple effect happen? And he kind of says it pretty much here. He says it a little more straight to the point, I guess, in the movie where he says when you when you run fast, you create a sonic boom, right? You break the sound barrier, you create a sonic boom. Yep. When you break the time barrier, you create a time boom. And I guess like how well you can time travel and like how good you are at it, like minimizes the effect. This so, is brought to you by the same universe that had Superboy Prime punching a wall. Yeah. yeah. So all of this stuff that happened, like him just 
time traveling, period. If he had just time traveled and didn't do anything, a lot of this stuff would have already happened anyways. Yep. Is what they're they're saying. Because he's sloppy. Because he's a slop he's a sloppy time traveler. No one likes that. Nope. Um the DC universe on CW does a very similar thing where they say every time you try and travel and even if you fix what you did, it's still like a little broken. So it's like having like a broken mug. You can glue it back, but it's still not the same. You still see the cracks and the fragments that were there. Right. There's still maybe little pieces missing. So it's kind of like a it's a real I don't know. It's a delicate balance to time travel. Barry, what did you do? You made Caitlin into Killer Frost. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? It's like, I don't know. So essentially, um, I mean, the rest of this this book is essentially just everyone dying pretty yeah. horribly. We're waiting for everyone to die. While We're waiting Professor, for everyone to die. They're, Professor Thawne gloats where he's like, ah, I'm unhinged from time. Yeah. Now I can be that, the greatest time criminal there ever was. Thanks, that's, Barry. That's why also you might be wondering why... Thon wasn't affected at all and they don't talk about this in the movie really at all period no. but it's because he was in the time stream when Barry did this right so anyone who's in the time stream is unaffected by this flashpoint universe so like booster gold was not affected by the flashpoint universe yeah he was uh, also he, like at the end of time at the time yeah uh, I think kid flash might not have been affected either yeah he was abducted before the events of the story yeah so like there are some beings um Tracy 13 was affected, but remembered the old world right. magic. So like, there are little things. Little, there are other people that do remember the way things were. Um, but Thon and Booster Gold actually have the most intact memories of how things were. Yeah. And I love that Booster Gold doesn't get a mention at all in the main title. I know. But in his own book, it's like he run, he he runs into Barry and he's like, hey, Barry, I'm also here. And I also remember my time. And Barry's like, oh, great. See Bye. you later. Bye. <laughs> Barry's just looking for someone to remember him, and he sees Booster Gold. He goes, "I'm oh. going that way now." <laughs> he pretends not to remember him. It's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm having so many memory problems. Who, who are you, Booster Beetle?" It's like, "No, I'm, I'm Booster Gold." It's like you. Know I'm me. gonna go look for not Superman because I don't remember who he is. Yeah. Have fun. Actually, you know what's really funny is I don't think Barry would even know who he was if not for that. Like the one time that they collided, like the cosmic treadmill oh, collided yeah, into the that, time yeah. bubble. Yeah, because like, when did Booster really become popular? Like in the mid '80s, when Barry oh. was dead in Crisis. So like Barry's yeah. entire like Booster's entire heroic career, Barry's already dead. I mean, I remember after when Flash Rebirth was happening, and and while and Barry came back, and Blackest Night was happening, like right after. Hal shows in this big picture of everybody who has died since he died, and he's like, "Wow, I don't even know half these people." Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, well, Barry, you've been dead a long freaking time." Anyway, Aobard's just gloating, and this is so. This is the part that I remember differently. In the movie, Batman shoots him in the head. Yes, but in the and comic, he stabs him with he Wonder stabs Woman's him. sword. That's what I was talking about earlier when I was like, "I think that, I think he still shoots him," but no, now it's a sword. It's a yeah. Amazonian sword and he kills him kills him in the comic yeah yeah well like it's funny because like <laughs> Barry's like you killed him and Ben Batman's like yeah maybe let's go yeah like, <laughs> he's like he's like that's the guy you said you needed dead right like what are we waiting for yeah. let's go let's go um, <laughs> and Barry's just like no it's supposed to be more dramatic it's a you know it's like a game of cat and mouse when you fight your arch nemesis and he's just he's like, like what no whatever. it's not it's not how I do it 
Really? It's like, listen, my arch nemesis is my wife, and that's already weird enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do that. Everything just pretty much goes to shit. He gives him a letter to Bruce. Yeah. Which is super to, important. And then just says, run, Barry, run. Oh, no, wait, that's the CW. <laughs> run, Barry, run. Uh, Superman touches down and starts fighting and helps everyone. Kind of like in the in the movie, but it's a little, little different. Yeah. And Barry's just like, cool, I'm running. In, and he, he ends up back and he stops himself from saving his mom. Which is tr- probably super traumatic for his younger self mm-hmm. where he's just like, wait, who's this asshole catching up to me at light speed in the time stream? In a slightly like, darker costume. Yeah. It's, it's more beautiful. Oh, it's me, but I've gotten the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> mm. And then we see this whole big splash page of like really all the vertigo world to the wild storm oh, world and pandora just like in pandora and it, like this is where things get really the character bad character that see, didn't matter and you see like the armored look on the superheroes for new 52 and blah 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 blah, blah, blah it's like blah. yep this is the future yeah oh we should point out a couple of things about these comics too that uh so, at least i found pretty interesting yeah so one they're advertising dc rebirth through the entire thing right so you know that the universe is going to be rebooted at the end of the story, mm-hmm. which sucks because I think it kind of ruins the conclusion a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the other thing is these comics are overloaded with advertisements for the Green Lantern movie. Oh, my God. It's on all the covers. It's That's every funny. advertisement inside yeah. the book. There's merch. There's video games. You know, you oh name God. it. And I'm just like, Wow. They really had all their fucking eggs in this basket. Well, they were going to make that into a big space saga, I remember. Yeah. Because if this... you remember the post credit scene on that, the shawarma on that is um, the Yellow Lantern. Yeah. Sin- Mark Strong is Sinestro. Yeah. And becoming, like, forming the Sinestro Corps. Yeah. Also, 2011, interesting year because the Dark Knight trilogy isn't over yet. Right. Man of Steel has yet to probably even start filming. So it's like it's all just like hopes and rainbows and dreams for the DC universe. And they fucking action. botched the hell out of Green Lantern. They botched the hell out of it a lot, yeah. to be honest. Uh, was... In in the movie, it's a little bit different. This whole him running back to the past kind of thing, because he's like literally like they've nuked like everything. He has to outrun a nuclear blast. He has to outrun a nuclear blast. And he's been stabbed through the leg. <laughs> and stabbed through the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, none of that. There's not that really sense of urgency here. He's just like, all right, I just got to go. I'm out of here. Also, there's no one left to talk to because everyone literally just got incinerated by a bomb. Barry wakes up at his desk. It's just like in the beginning of, the, of this whole thing, except for the fact that he's back where then things are back where he should be. He runs to the Batcave, sees Batman, and things just look a little bit different. Um, Batman's yeah. suit is much more armored than it normally is. He's got is. speed lines. Barry delivers the letter of from Thomas Wayne to his son Bruce. Yep. Bruce says you're a hell of a messenger. Yeah. And he cries. And he cries. And that's uh, it. Then they high five and walk end. off into the They high five and say they squeeze each other's butts and they say good job. <laughs> good job, buddy. Good job, bro. Yeah. Good job. Uh Batman has a surprisingly chill reaction to the fact that the Flash accidentally rewrote everyone he knows out of existence and he's just like, "But you fixed it, right?" And and Barry of course is like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> I think. I guess so. <laughs> I brought, like, Except you know, now time, we all have different clothes. Yeah, time travel's a fucking crapshoot. Yeah. It's like, how long have you been Batman again? It's like five years, Barry. Jesus. It's like, hey. wow, yeah. Well, I've been, been the Flash for been, about 25 years. 
So, You've been Batman for like 15 years, right? Five? Yeah, close enough. Yeah, good enough. There's a five in there. Like, And they kind of like make it seem like, oh, all the characters have memories of what happened, even yeah. though it doesn't make sense. And he's, you know, Barry goes to Bruce and he's like, he's like, yeah, it's weird. It's like I have all these great memories of my mom, but also like all these weird memories where my mom is totally dead. And he's like, call it a gift, Barry. And I'm like... How about no? <laughs> How about an inconsistency? Would you like to know that your mother is the Joker and your father is an alcoholic, super violent version of you, Bruce? I don't I think, think so. so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not wrapped up it, for for the potential of this book had. The idea of this book is amazing. When you're yes. talking about it, there's so many cool things that you can talk about. It's but... neat. And they really they put a ton of effort into expanding the world. Yeah. Why else would there be 61 extra books that you don't need I, to read? I also think that's why it was a missed opportunity to only make this an animated movie right. instead of like a miniseries or something like that. Yeah. Like, there's so much to Or this like, really uh, you know, like Batman and Son and Batman Bad Blood. Like, you know, you yeah. make it multiple yeah. films because there's definitely little cliffhangers you could put. Like the first cliffhanger, maybe you end the first movie where Barry gets electrocuted and you don't know if he's going to survive. Then the second movie ends with the discovery that Superman is an emaciated little whelp. Yeah. And then the third one is just the finale. Yeah. Like there's there's clear acts here that would make it work. Um, Yeah. That being said, as one movie, what they cut out, what they keep, what they trim, I think it's very... Yeah. And they also expand the final fight scene where it's a lot more satisfying. Yeah, like I agree. The comic just kind of cuts itself off by the balls, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is just ending, and now we're in a new universe. Yeah, where the, yeah, the movie definitely, like, it just feels a lot better. Even when they cheap out on the animation, it just felt a lot better. Yeah. Like, you really, like, cared about kind of what the outcome was. Yeah. Uh, even for characters that you only met for a brief second. Where in this, it's just kind of like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. Raza Ghoul is a kid. He's a child. Neat. Cool. And again, it, it is like the movie is all fan service. Like they got as much of the original voice cast back that they could. They if they replaced someone, they replaced them for a reason with another character. They didn't just replace Terra and um, Geoforce with a nuke. They put an actual character in there. Right. So, you know, it's it's just done for a reason. Yeah. They cut out Orm and the whole like subversion side plot like it's still there still appears to be a conspiracy by why the atlanteans and stuff came like broke apart but it's you know it's not nearly as complicated and it really just kind of makes them seem both more like jerks but it's fine Mm -hmm. because you're Mm -hmm. establishing wonder woman moment is her strangling steve trevor yeah so you know like it's it's fine like this movie achieved exactly what it wanted to do uh, which do you think? Which you like better? The movie I prefer. Or the book? I much prefer the movie. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think this is the first time I've said that. Really? Yeah, I think okay. most of the time I've always said the book. Um, the movie is a lot better. It's a, it's paced a lot better. Um, the stuff that I really liked from the book. If I'm just talking about issues one through five of Flashpoint, yeah, the stuff that I like is there. Also, and- weirdly enough, Batman with guns is a lot more drastic of a change yeah and i think it really works in the character's favor where like the end of the movie he just blows a hole in professor zoom yeah i i do like how nonchalant he is too about everything yeah yeah he's like a nihilist batman it's it's, it is very it's very satisfying to see that yeah so Um, as an adaptation out of 10 what would you give it um i'm going with a nine i was gonna say like an eight or it captures the total spirit of the original comic so I'm gonna I'm gonna say an eight because 
that Abin Sur thing really brought it down for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention this. Abin Sur becomes the White Lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it only happens in his own title, which is crazy because you'd think like, oh, he's the White Lantern. Like, right. It's a big fucking deal. He's crazy powerful and he could stop all this with a thought. But no. Right. Um, yeah. Like the Abin Sur, like when you see Abin Sur still rocking the Green Lantern get up. You're just like, oh, we're in a different world. Yeah, like, he gets into this. He gets into the whole thing with Sinestro, yeah. and uh, Atrocitus has a prophecy about Flashpoint. Like Sinestro is aware that he's in an altered timeline, and he's like, I want to take advantage of this, Abin Sir. And Abin Sir's like, No, like I hate you because you fuck my sister. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, a lot of the other times are pretty fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, um, but like it's it's again, it's it's that little flavor though that I think really adds it. And I think if we're just talking about one through five. It would be in like it's still I'm saying eight 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 and a half because just that Abinster would have been such a nice little like even if he's just standing there not yeah. doing anything like it's a nice little thing and they try to wrap him in by saying like oh Hal Jordan's like flying his ship so it's still kind of like he has the ring but not really but kind of but not really yeah it just I don't know it just didn't work as well for me they they made Hal Jordan more of a character in the movie at the expense of Abinster right and and, it and have been you don't need around. it because. Right. He doesn't do he doesn't do anything of significance. Right. Like he yes, like he's there and yes, like I get it, like he's the Flash's best friend. Right. And it's important that you have the brave and the bold, you know. Yeah. At, at some point, but it's also like like why even include the humanity trying to send a nuke? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter other than to give Nathan Fillion more lines. Right. Yeah, there's no point. Um art style, was it uh, fairly true to the comic do you think um i it took it really kind of made it its own thing like this yeah. is i i want to say where they really got that dc animated house style back yeah like like the bruce tim stuff for all the animated shows of course is consistent sure um yeah. but but with the animated movies until now like before this you had maybe wonder woman superman batman public enemies i yeah. think um and it was just a different look every time right you know, uh, Gotham by Gaslight was after this, but uh, but yeah, it just they. This is, I think, where they really cement how they they want the characters to look, and I I want to say it also establishes that they're all in the same timeline. It kind of does, yeah. Because the mean, po- the post credits of this leads directly into Doom. Right. The only thing I wish they did with this, and it would have inqu- it would have required an insane amount of foresight, is I wish when Barry came back, it was not Kevin Conroy doing the voice of Batman anymore, but it was uh, Jason Omar. Oh, yeah. The, I, I never thought I would hear myself say that because I obviously prefer Conroy over Omar. Every, everyone but prefers that would have been like enough of a difference to be like, okay, things are not. Besides the speed lines. Fucking speed lines. These are not. This is not the same. This is not Kansas anymore, necessarily. Yeah. Um. The voice acting did anything like throw you out when you were listening to it? No, I didn't feel yeah. pulled. Out. Uh, I mean, D. Bradley Baker does like eight voices in this, yeah. though, uh, yeah. and you can kind of tell. Like, if you're, I mean, if you know, Greg and I have watched so many animated things, you know, and we follow actors and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so we can usually pick these guys out of a hat. Like, even though they can do thirty different voices, yeah, um, it's because every voice actor still like at the base of their voice, they pronounce a word a certain way. And no matter how much practice that you have, yeah. it's still going to be pronounced that way. Yeah. So like you, I could hear 
you can hear Troy Baker in both his Joker impression and his Joker voice and his Batman voice. Right. It's there's, just there's in his Joel voice from Last of Us. Yes. Is that his normal speaking voice? Joel Joel's deeper. Okay. Yeah. You should you should really watch Retro Replay because he it's literally just a YouTube series of <laughs> Nolan North and Troy Baker just hanging out video games. Yeah. Hanging out. But uh, but yeah, no, the I thought the voice casting was done very well. They snuck yeah. uh, Andrea Romano in there. I don't know if she I know she's been I don't know if she retired before this. She yeah. may have still been doing the the casting, but it just it worked out really good. Uh, you had Dana Delaney as Lois, yeah, perfect. which is just classic. You know, they kept yeah. a bunch of the DC animated guys, which is totally fine. Um, yep. Yeah, the the only thing I think I would say is in the beginning, keep all like as fun as it is to have um, Sam Daly in there taking over for his dad. Yeah. I think I would have preferred to have the original DC crew in the beginning and then the new 52 crew at the end. Right. Uh, Steve Blum as Lex Luthor made me double take. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, because you just, it's just Clancy Brown. Just get Mr. Krabs in there. And don't make it Rain Wilson. Yes, never make it Rain Wilson ever yeah. again. Never again. Don't dislike. No, yeah, 100, 110% dislike. All right, that's... That's all the time we have. That's all the time that we have for and this. And this glorious two-parter. Two-part. Back to back, Casey. Casey, not only are you the first really returning guest, but you're the first two parter guest. I'm, I'm, doesn't that also make me featured in the most episodes? No, I'm featured in the most episodes. I mean, well, yeah. Besides, <laughs> besides you, yes, it does. It oh, does. great! Congratulations, Listen, Casey. That's it. All I want to do is be a hallmark on Greg's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you get the. Uh, I don't even know what I would call this. I haven't even thought of what this award would be called. <laughs> the thanks for showing up and the thanks for showing show up good award. award. Thanks for not canceling award. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Casey. If you if you love more of me and Greg, you can watch yeah. us hang out Thursday nights at twitch.tv slash bad coyote funky yes. for a nerd news roundtable type show. Yeah. Yeah. Where we talk about all the things that you care about in the moment. Yeah, and if you uh, if you're still listening, and maybe this is in the archives, I'll probably be on another episode sometime soon. <laughs> probably, or maybe a new show. Who knows what could happen in the future? Who's to say? Who's to say? Casey, so thank you so much for hanging out with us. Always happy to be here. Adapt This, a DC Animated Universe podcast, is a proud part of the Geek Generation Network. Be sure to check out all of the wonderful podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.